Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It For For Real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And this week, we are uh, for reeling the classic 1987 film, Inner Space. and to kick us off, I have uh, not one, but two, what? kind of three introducers. Oh my yeah. Gosh, so let's see. Yeah. Let's see if you guys can let me know if you can hear this. Okay. So I'm here with the family long uh, here with Linda L and Jack L about to embark on watching inner space together as a family. And uh, I want to know what you guys remember of what's your relationship to the movie inner space so linda l i vaguely remember it i think um and i just remember them shrinking somebody down and injecting them into the body and they go through all the different organs and i found it fascinating i just thought it was really interesting to be able to get that perspective from inside the body so I remember enjoying it. Do you think we owned it? Possibly. We owned a lot of groovy movies. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And I will comment, she doesn't remember the movie at all because we've never seen it. <laughs> she she is probably confusing. It's something like Fantastic Voyage where they interject a little machine with mm. a bunch of people in a spaceship yeah, inside. Yeah, I was a big so- Ma- Ryan, uh, Meg Ryan fan. Yeah. I like Meg Ryan, so I, I think I might have remembered seeing it. I liked Meg Ryan, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what a wonderful intro to Inner Space. And uh, thank you. Linda L and Jack L, and we'll let you know if it's for real. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> Linda L and Jack L. That was like the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And also for any of our listeners who are not from Baltimore, Linda L and Jack L have the sweetest, cutest Baltimore accents. Yeah, especially oh. Linda L. <laughs> so for sure. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the cutest. Yeah, so we we watched this as a family, and it was a real roller coaster throughout the movie as to whether or not, in fact, it had ever been watched before. And what was so, the verdict? Did you guys figure it I, out? I can tell you at the part where it was like about halfway through, where Linda L, aka my mother, said, "You know, I don't think I have seen this." <laughs> That's <laughs> her then, level. Towards the end, it was like, "No, I think I saw this, or I think you guys are watching this, and I was ironing or something." I think that what I bad. think the conclusion is is that she's watched it passively, um, and it is interesting to go into like, um, what did my father say? Fantastic Voyage, which does have a connection to this film, yeah. so he's kind of convinced that's like that's what they both were thinking of. Um, so, I mean, I can go right into my level, which my level will be not blue hairspray um because i think i've seen this that's why i asked her if we owned it because i've seen it a couple of times and i don't know like how many and i certainly has haven't seen it since i was like 
10 max, but I remember parts of it so well. Like I remember Dennis Quaid being super sweaty. I remember like, I remember the injection into Martin Short. I remember the characters. I remember Meg Ryan. I did not remember anything about this cowboy plot. Like that was a real surprise. <laughs> I can tell why you did not remember. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to dive into it, but that the end, at the end, I remember, I remembered Martin Short saying, like asking for a hairspray because he knew it would make him sneeze. And then I remember him saying, no, not blue hairspray. And for my, the entirety of my life, I've thought that like there's hairspray and there's blue hairspray and blue hairspray is like foamy. And then on the rewatching, I realized he says, no, not moose hairspray. Right. Uh. And so that was a really fun thing to be like, oh <laughs> my God, there is no such thing as blue hairspray. What, what an idiot I've been. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's my level. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can go next. I think my level is going to be body worlds. And that's mm. with a question mark because I've never seen this movie, but I do remember a ride at Disney world when I was a kid that I think was called body worlds, but also that other exhibit is called body worlds, like the living body or the I don't exhibit know. is called body works. I believe. Oh, body works. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know what the Disney thing is, but I think you're onto it. Yeah. yeah. And it was basically a very similar kind of experience where you were tiny yes, and you were going through. And I have to say, like, I'm a big fan of miniature people, miniature houses, miniature anything. Like I love that part in Beetlejuice. I'm a fan of all of that in general as a, as a genre of movie. Um, I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've never seen this movie and, it, and we've talked about it before and I always thought it was about outer space. Mm. I just assumed, but then I realized inner space. Oh, Actually, wait. I have no idea what that means. Is it? Yeah. Inner it's the space. opposite of outer of space. Outer, so it's inner. Inner space. But I, but I mean, fun fact: like Fantastic Voyage, which was made in '66, apparently referenced inner space like at least twice, saying that like that's the next frontier, oh. we'll go, like inside. So I, I think that's where it gets its title. Yeah, cool. this is true. Yeah. Uh, my level is going to be stomach acid uh i definitely watched this movie a few times when i was a kid you know with the little old school like foam vhs that they used to have that was like as big as like yeah. an encyclopedia oh, um yeah. it's been a while since i've seen it um i definitely remembered a few things there were a few curveballs i feel i've gotten it confused with a couple other movies because i at one point i i pictured them in my brain that there was Meg Ryan and like a kid were in the the miniaturized thing with him. Maybe there's a sequel out there somewhere. I, I don't know, but I, mm-hmm. I was definitely a little confused. They would certainly um, have you believe that there was going to be a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I've I, definitely I, seen this one before. I think it's important for me to state before we watch this movie that you all know how I feel about Kevin Costner and mm-hmm. that he lives at one end of the spectrum. But Dennis Quaid right. lives at the opposite end of the spectrum of handsome and joy for me. Which is ironic, but yes, we've talked it's about a, that. Yeah, so I just wanted to re-say it into the inner space, outer space, because I was very happy that this movie had Dennis Quaid in it. He's Although one of my favorites. he was in, 
I mean, we can sort of jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, as we get introduced to him, he is showing a little bit of Randy, you know. Um. Yeah, he's he's not he's totally. not a great character. I just enjoy his as much as I his loathe aesthetic. Kevin Costner's aesthetic. I love Dennis Quaid's aesthetic. I also, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to go down too deep of a rabbit hole on this, and I didn't really want to look rabbit it up watching the movie. I know. <laughs> That's like my first question. Like, is that a real rabbit? Holy shit. But yeah. Um, but like, I feel like Dennis Quaid looks so Wait, sane. I'm sorry. You said rabbit. Holy shit. Rabbit. Holy shit. I mean, it's just good. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I think Dennis Quaid is um, gifted looking like a decent person because Randy Quaid is bananas. But Dennis Quaid isn't great. I'm just saying in recent years. I'll just leave it at that. Wait, what does what's racing years mean? I think recent. she said recent. Sorry, years. I said it's, recent. It's years. her Baltimore accent coming through. <laughs> in she, recent, she in hears, racing years. She hears your parents. <laughs> no, I was just, I didn't know. I was like, what's a racing year? She's okay. been watching uh, Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> Do you mean his acting is not great in recent years or his looks? Politically and looks wise. Oh, Politically, oh. he's kind of annoying. And man, he is looking more and more like. All right. Just Botoxed out and ruined everything like for me, Katie. I'm sorry. It's been a I, bad year. I am okay? with you, though. I'm a big Dennis Quaid fan, too. In fact, like, shout out to my cross country um, coach at Towson University. He looks exactly like Dennis Quaid, which oh. is always fun. Like, I, well, I from I'm what you Dennis just Quaid said, fan. you better specify early Dennis Quaid. Yeah, <laughs> early. Like, he looks like because then it Dennis could be an insult. Now I know. Now it's like, yeah, he's, oof, yeah. <laughs> Just say he's aged better than Dennis Quaid is, you know. Oh, the cross country coach? Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's great. Yes. It just Den- Dennis Quaid just seems to be like very focusing on trying not to age. Yeah, sure. It's right. So we meet Dennis Quaid, who I've affectionately called DQ. Like Yeah, me yep. too. I like it. Yeah. Um Tuck aka Tuck Pendleton. Um that <laughs> Which, name. I mean uh, amazing. Hunter Pendleton. Also, a shout out, a obligatory shout out to our never was, should have been sledding mockumentary where Phil played a character named Hunter Hunt Pendleton. Was wow. it based on this? No, it was not. It was. Um, you had like com- a friend named that, right? Yeah, I had like a guy in my soccer team's his last name was Pendleton. Then we had another one named like Hunter. So I yeah. love that. But it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. So we, we learned, I was, you know, I had never seen this, so I was trying to put pieces together, but I was like, I was feeling Top Gun vibes, yeah. uh, you know, because it's like, first of all, Meg Ryan is playing the exact same character <laughs> that she does in Top Gun in this movie. At least like, Goose deserved everything. a little more of her love. Yeah, Goose than... was great. Yeah. R.I.P. Goose. Sorry, spoiler. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't seen it, but I know that much about it. I know. I've seen I've seen um, Hot Shots, so I get it. Yeah. Maybe I should pick that when we do like a San Diego movie because mm. that's a San Diego movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's not a great guy. He's fighting with Meg Ryan, right? And, he is a total fighting jerk. with everybody. He's and fighting with everyone. And she's he supposed to get him out drunk. of there. Yeah. He's a drunk. Yeah. And no one thinks he's a good guy either. He's not like a fun drunk. He's like, he right. should have been retired years ago drunk. Which I've never seen somebody, I don't think I've ever been someplace that the music has stopped so abruptly with somebody <laughs> coming drunk out of the kitchen. It's just like well, they were doing a museum tour. Doing, like poetry in a bar, and it's like people abruptly stop talking <laughs> <No>. there. <laughs> Let me tell you my limericks. 
<laughs> oh, you mean like um, cocktail? cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's similar. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we they go home and they have their like makeup and they listen to Cupid, which is their song. Um, and, and but yeah, that Dennis DQ's routine did it for Meg Ryan, and that yeah. just blows my mind. She's not the best. She's a little bit of a mess, and it we find out why it's raging hormones. Mm. Um, yeah, or perhaps, do we know. think? Yeah, that she got think. pregnant this time judging by the alien form that was living inside of her which was no way like no way was at that time based on like the fully formed fetus unless unless and it's i'm just gonna say it unless some pro-life people made this movie 100 percent. it's the same as look who's talking (laughs) that baby was fully formed at like a few weeks um but here's the I thing and i guess we a can three month jump i think right oh it was i yeah, thought it was like it was a, a three day months later yeah. no i think it was three months later oh okay i mean okay, that does maybe. make a lot more sense but like what i couldn't get a handle on is like what was their relationship like were they in a long-term thing or like i think were they so, on again yes. off again yeah, i think, I think so. it was long term and then his self-destructive nature sort of ended it and so we're we're kind of being introduced to the fact that he's like self-destructive and whatever because he he's wild and he's willing to do experiments and he's clearly like a right. failed experimenter himself because he's yeah he's like an engine failed engineer on his his coffee table that like can't pour a drink <laughs> like also like what is that rope is that robot really helping you it's like those kids on dr fad do you ever do you guys ever watch that show where they're like i invented a machine that picks up my socks and like oh, you yeah. can just bend over and pick up your socks like so much faster i mean that's kind of the joke at the end of the movie where he right. just like takes the chip from the robot arm i mean right. it is like I guess that is just like 1987 Silicon Valley. Like this is the total top of technology as like right. a robot yeah. hand. But fun yeah. fact, what I've heard and kind of learned is that um, one of the reasons that the nursing profession is pretty safe from being automated is that like that precise kind of like human, like the touch and like turning is very very hard to have robots do so like while some surgeries possibly could be done like there's actual like i don't know more of like fine meets gross motor that robotics just like kind of can't handle also robots hate sick people that's also true yeah (laughs) that is true yeah so the next morning meg ryan is leaving dennis quaid um and we get to see his butt. Oh, oh yeah. I, I did have a note on butts. Butts. Yeah. In it's San Bridget's Francisco. butt corner. Oh, it should be Bridget's butt corner. Yeah. In San Francisco. We're at another. Yeah. Walk. You can see the Transamerica building and like, it's, it's kind of cool. Like I had no idea that this movie was set in San Francisco and like the larger Bay area. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, you might already have this fun fact, but um, the cab driver for Dennis Quaid, did anybody know who he was? I do. But <laughs> Tell go us, ahead. Philip. No, you do it. Well, I mean, th- we should just note that this movie is directed by Joe Dante, uh-huh. who also directed Gremlins. That's true. And a couple other movies, which we may get to it some other time. But um, yeah, this he he always puts like this guy into his movies, and he was sort of the 
a worker guy who hates gremlins and foreigners. I, if I remember correctly, oh, the truck driving Grem- guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the guy. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Correct, Bridget. I thought so. My couchmate thought it was the like neighbor that came to visit. But them. isn't that the same guy? I think it's the same in Gremlins guy. Too. Oh, Gremlins one and Gremlins Two. Yeah, right. Mister the Rothschilds or something. The Rothschilds. Yes, Steins? right, yeah. right, right. Feld the Feld Feldmans. I don't know. Now yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> like Jewish names. Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, the, it's the same guy. Yeah. Yep. So he gets a smoking jacket now. I know. Yes. Well, because it's three. Oh, right. Three. Because Gremlins <laughs> one, two, three. Fun fact. Do you know who else in this movie gets a smoking jacket? Uh, that fetus? No. Yeah. Played by Jason or whatever that guy I had was. a note of someone who's going to get, I thought it was two, but maybe maybe it's three. Who's but that? it is the the main bad guy. Is that who you're thinking about? Wait, the, the one, one with the robot arm? Yeah. Robot hand. <laughs> No, who's he? Okay, then he is only in two. He's definitely been in, uh, he was the biker mutant in <laughs> Weird Science. Really? Because he is also from uh, Mad Max, The Road oh, Warrior. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. There's so much to talk about in this movie. And the bad oh, guy from Commando. There's somebody else that gets it. Who? Um, who was also in Gremlins. Who? Um. <laughs> Is it Robert or Richard Picardo who plays the cowboy um, who plays like the number two, like slash villain in Gremlins 2, the one okay. that ends up with the girl gremlin? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the girl gremlin is necessary for us knowing this because when we interviewed Grant A, who designed the girl Greta Gremlin, he let us know that Richard Picardo also played Meg Mucklebones in Legend. And he was so great to do makeup on because he has such like a square face. Oh, yeah. So he's been in Legend, Gremlins 2, and now Inner Space, which is What exciting. a journey. Yeah. yeah. And, huh. I, and I also want to give him a shout out because like I, it was so fun having listened to that or like having interviewed Grant. Um, and he, I just remember him saying that, I think it's Robert or it's Richard Picardo. Um, Robert. Robert. Uh, is Robert, right? Yeah. Is such a joy to work with. And that's why people love casting him because he's like an amazing voice actor and he's like a great actor and he can, he's like good at costuming, but he's also just like a pleasant, lovely man to be around. So that's kind of cool. It comes across. He totally, even as a sleazy arms dealer. Yeah. uh, Even as the part of the movie that could be completely cut out and probably should be. (laughs) No way. You do not excise the cowboy. (laughs) Anyways, we, so we, we, we move on that uh, DQ has signed up for this miniaturization, miniature, blah, blah, blah. Miniaturization. Thank you. Um, We mentioned first that we meet Martin Short. Mm. Sure. As a Safeway clerk, Safeway based in the Bay Area. And he's just established as this hypochondriac that needs a vacation that is basically having asthma attacks slash panic attacks slash we don't know. But he's just this classic kind of like this like Woody Allen type character, really. And he talks about the fact that he like has this dream about this woman with orange hair pulling a gun on him in the Safeway, which was like very specific and then it happened. So does he, is he a psychic or? Sure, why not? I mean. Talk about a scene that could have been not in the movie. Yeah, no kidding, (laughs) no kidding. There's a lot of scenes that couldn't have been, shouldn't have been, didn't need to be. I did have a note when he was at that doctor's office, like just explaining all of his anxiety. I was like, this is how I feel every day during COVID. (laughs) 
like this is how I feel walking outside of my home. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Okay. So yes. Then we get to see these like two guys in the car. Like again, they're talking about this experiment and you're just, I was just confused. I was like, who are they? What are, what are they doing? We learn who they are later on, but it just seemed like a weird like introduction to two, these two characters that I don't think we'd met yet. Unless mm. there might be a few gaps in my uh, memory during this movie. Cause yeah, I they don't going. really matter anyways. I know, but it's... like, that's what I mean. I'm like, why are they there? Like why even take up the, the time? All right, go to it. Miniaturization. Okay, now we get to the real parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's getting into the sort of miniaturization of the movie, of uh, this sort of mission. We have scientists explaining it all. He comes out with his like sweaty swagger, starts kisses a scientist. I really wanted him to then go down and just kiss every single scientist. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? And then were you reading that at this point he takes what might be the first selfie? That's, I did read that. Yeah, yeah. The, I guess Thelma and Louise are often credited as like the first like Polaroid selfie, but he takes this Polaroid and takes a picture of himself with huh. a woman or somebody before a d- another person. Oh yeah, you're right. It was a different one than the one he made out with. Mm-hmm. What was that? Oh my god! Like yeah, I didn't we, get that at all. We've already established he's not professional, and it's yeah, because this is some sort of really bare bones sort of yeah. backwater without even security mission. Yeah. Um, but they're going to shrink him and put him into Bugs the Bunny. And with their help of the robot arm, it works perfectly. Right. You know, and my question is, why is he going into a rabbit? Uh, in case he like gets big so it doesn't kill a human. But, you mean, is okay, that your question? So it like, just was, I, okay, it wasn't specifically because he was like trying to discover something about a rabbit per se. It was just about going inside of a body to explore a body Correct. inside out. Yeah. And he also, I mean, like he treats Martin Short kind of like he's a rabbit. He's like doing a lot of cutting, getting in and out. So I guess like on a rabbit, like all the stuff that he's doing to Martin Short, like, first of all, is horrendous to do. Well, on a but he's so he's small. Say. very small. So it's like, but it's like so he small. cuts through it. What seems like his heart muscle. It to, would like, get no, out. It's like a blood vessel, but it'd be yeah. oh. less than a pinprick. And it would, heal really quick yeah okay you're forgetting how I small and corrected i guess he is but it's interesting that he is able to be seen by the naked eye which is like interesting yeah. no the guy had a oh he did his... you're right he had yeah. that i mean that's my don't ne- even get me started on that okay that's my well, next note that like um all of these scientists joe dante or steven spielberg cast um the science nerds look like science nerds like they really cast people i don't know like they weren't um they weren't interested in making these folks look like movie stars which is kind of nice though my so when they did do the smallerizing um sure yeah uh my seatmate noticed that they really should have expected this like blast of wind which seemed very much like the same tech from weird science of just yes. we're gonna have a wind machine and there's gonna be a lot of light this is my question put get some paperweights so much dudes. paper. that's what my question was is like was this because there's like it went just as planned it's like did it like you planned for a tornado in there <laughs> right. why would you design it like this and why would yeah. keepers why would you not block down your papers what a mess and i'm sure those things all need to be in order you also, know who just has loose paper so you know? much loose paper like a like 
foot tall stack of loose paper. That's, yeah. Also, that's this crazy. scene, this whole movie, in fact, and this scene, maybe I feel like Martin Short, but this is playing to some of my phobias and fears, which is centrifuges, um, like being oh. in a human centrifuge, um, <laughs> being locked up in a tiny space, and then being locked up in a tiny space into something like wet and dark that you can't get out of very easily. Like I can't even like the fact that he was like eating chicken nuggets inside of Martin Short's body. <laughs> like I was just like, no. So I actually was experiencing like reciprocated like, claustrophobia. Wow. claustrophobia watching this movie. Well, a bit. when you mentioned that Disney ride, it is really made to look very much like that spaceship as i recall like mm-hmm. you're kind of in that and like then you think like yeah can he can he can't even stand up yeah like how long is he supposed to be in there for like that's a long time what without even being able breath to bend. thing that he, what is the it air was till like 9 a.m the next morning yeah um so i think it was 12 you know, hours like, or... yeah 12 24 hours mm, tops i don't know when they started the experiment um but anyways then you know the mission was going just as planned and then all of a sudden we get sort of red jumpsuited guys with little fire extinguishers slash bear spray oh my god that guy gets fire extinguished in the face that i've never seen that kind of like assault i mean that Uh, is nuts and he just he just dies or he passes out would that make you die no i think they all were still alive i don't know I don't know what would actually happen. Like, I think well, he might first, suffocate. Too, I was like, these are very handsome repair people. Like, it was like sure. supermodels um, coming in. And like, what, what, like, if you are that, <laughs> like, intense in your crime, like, and not only, like, they're not secretive at all. It's like the no. brightest, orangest. <laughs> they're just running like, around zapping people cones. in the face. Right. And it's like, it's so man. nuts. And then, like, for a movie, I was reading that this was one of Joe Dante. It's it's Joe Dante's longest film, which is, like, it's over two hours. Yes. Elitial, or, yeah. like, Just It Two, which is kind of a scene for a movie like this. Um, and in a movie where he didn't know what to edit, there's, like, no exposition of, like, who these people are. Like, they walk in there and it's like, oh, Margaret? <laughs> it's like, Who's yeah. Margaret? Which what? I, Did she used I to love work her, here? Who knows? I love her little, like mask reveal she like pulls off her mask and then her hair which wasn't showing before is then all like quaffed that that was actually a little bit in the running for um a bummer for me because i feel like the whole point of that is like and it's a woman like you know what i mean can you believe (laughs) it a woman walked in here to do this but yeah and i just love everything about that too when she like shook her hair out and like fixed her hair because she's like you know a lady robber i don't know Ugh, but cold as ice but cold as ice she is cold as ice margaret is her name but then Who we get maybe used to be an employee right like they know yeah. her yeah 100 used to be yeah. yeah and then went for the money um and then i guess she goes to the lead scientist he makes a break for it and grabs the syringe with the uh the dq inside of it the dq yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he runs down like like the like river pathway like like a nerd i mean he well he's a- i mean yeah i mean he's really capturing like what that guy would maybe run as but then he becomes very stealth like then he can like jump over fences and he's doing a really good job then we 
we proceed to watch like the most bizarre car chase ever where he oh, like yeah. then he steals a bike and then like he can't catch him on a bike and there's like a lot of and a dog almost got him when he got the bike yeah and this man this bad guy like crony i guess with the finger gun which yeah. by the way wow um you know we were talking about the uh, winter soldier last podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> as it related to captain america and you know, spoiler, uh, I guess to that, maybe people know this, but the winter soldier has a very similar arm. Um, this sort of like mechanized metal arm, but it doesn't shoot finger guns. But, um, I was fascinated by this guy's arm and what it did and how it could lock and reload. And I'm curious about like how that kind of thing is viewed, like in the world, is it, or in terms of like disability or like what's called like disability gain like he clearly doesn't have an arm but uh he -hmm. has a a weapon (laughs) built into his body so it's kind of interesting um and then they run to a mall the craziest mall in the world (laughs) yeah there's a lot happening in that mall mall filled with furries (laughs) Um, terrifying (laughs) furries uh, that have seen better days oh <laughs> my goodness like i don't know why they made this like cultural assumption of like you know when you go to a mall and you have like 17 furry characters that are just you'll, there clowns. you'll see some nuns then you'll see a what was that nun. um and what and was then, that? yeah i just like the relic too of um martin short's character Jack, by the way, why do they do this in movies? It's like Jack and Tuck, Tuck and Jack. It's like tick, yeah. tick, 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 tick. anyway, <laughs> that he's um he's like in a mall, like booking a vacation through like a mall travel agent. I know. I just really enjoyed all of that. Like the like that now everything's done online and everything's so but like that you would just like go to the mall to purchase a vacay because he's been told he needs to relax. Now, like do you think Safeway is causing him this much anxiety or do you think he's just an anxious character? Is he supposed to be the foil sort of or the opposite to, yeah. to like renegade, right. that, you know, Dennis Quaid? I think he's supposed to be essentially the cowardly lion that then at the end only needs like a symbolic little nudge to, you know, recognize his full strength as we kind of see at the end when Tuck's nice. no longer in him, but he's still like... It's I kind think of you're like you're onto something. Yeah, like Space Jam's special special sauce, if you will, which like mm. I can't believe I just referenced, but I know well, that's important to some listeners. That was like anabolic steroids. <laughs> yeah, that's We're true. All, we did have a yeah. debate over if that was real or not, but yeah, it was really steroids. <laughs> yeah. So Jack gets stabbed in the butt. Did you say that already? Do we say that? So he gets he he gets stabbed in the butt because um, Ozzy's trying to like run away from the bad guy, but he gets, he gets shot. finger gunned. Finger gunned. Finger gunned. I thought he shot just the balloon, but then we realized he was shot. Right. Yeah. And then he passes out slash dies. Dies, I think. Dies. Okay. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Nuts. But so he saved Jack's life. I have a question like I mean, with the bullet. Life. Right. Um, wh- the guy at the end that has this like bandage on his cheek. Is that just like he got that mountain biking or something? And we no, don't know he, why remember, he has that. They, they got beat up inside of there. Okay. So that's from like it's from a when couple, the yeah. telephone operators came in. Okay. So that's why it's it. not three months. Oh, wait. He's saying it's three months from like the terrible gala to uh, like today. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. 
So Jack uh, gets stabbed in the butt and then he goes straight to work. He's late. And we meet Wendy, who is his co-worker love interest, who I really enjoy. I like that she, her character, like, note from the director is like, you chew gum. Um, yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. You just, like, chews so much gum. And I love, I mean, I'm getting ahead a little bit, but I love that she just can't really, doesn't really enjoy him. And then he, like, puts a blazer on and it's like, he's all that. And she's suddenly like, yeah, I like you now because you wore a blazer um but then we get to see the actual like jack's nightmare play out um where the redheaded lady comes and like this is the number my number one question about this movie like electric magnetic booster cells activated makes what happen and i like (laughs) what is happening yeah why does it happen so many times why does it cause a cash register to do that a tv to blow up like what does it mean i don't get it i think you know what's interesting a comment from um jack l during this movie was like they had scanners like this in 1987 so i do think that this technology was very new, I suppose, like scanning stuff at the grocery store. And I don't know if they were just obsessed with like what could mess it up and make it go wrong because the stakes are like, the stakes are so weirdly placed in this. Like the cash register is bonkers. It's like millions of dollars as if now you owe that to the IRS. Oh, right. you would. It was so, you would. Everybody's so mad. I was like, so yeah, everybody's freaking out. Yeah. It's coupon it's day. It's crazy. And then the, his boss is played by Henry Gibson, which um, who's like an actor from everywhere, but um, notoriously from Gremlins 2, he's the guy that takes that smoke break and then he gets fired immediately. Um, oh. And I think we were all like, wait, how is this guy not in more of the movie? He's like a famous actor. So yeah. it's kind of fun. Oh. But I guess Joe Dante just like wants to put him in everything. That's funny. Yeah. So Jack's trying to like calm down in the grocery store office. And this is where like Tuck. By eating, is this when he eats tons and tons of aspirin as if no, that's that was, like a treatment? That was in the line. Um, yeah. What is he doing? Like who chews aspirin like their Tic Tacs? And like, what is that going to do for him? I didn't understand that. Prevent him from having a heart attack? Yeah, I don't that's know. what I was thinking. God, how weird. They know that in the 80s. Um so Tuck, and again, I have a lot of questions about how one gets from like inside blood vessels to mm. in saliva to all yeah. of that very quickly. But now he can see through Jack's eyeballs. Because he like shot that optic sensor, which I think was the whole goal. He wants to like see out yeah. of the rabbit probably. Yeah. Um, and there's then I think we have some like funny little moments there where we're for, you know, we get to see Martin Short, like really leaning into his like physical comedy chops where like, oh, yeah. I love the elevator scene where he can hear, you know, his voice, but nobody else can hear it. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's nuts and he keeps looking at like the different people in the elevator and clearly it's not their voices. Well, I, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Phil. I was just going to say, I do think he was a little bit more understated than he can be Martin short. Yeah. And yeah. I enjoyed that. Until I we also, got that dance that he always does. Which yeah. Dances always. I know. Um, I, I had to remind myself that there would be no protocol for having like a, earphones, a head, a, a Bluetooth, There'd be like no way you could hear something that other people couldn't. 
in the 80s you know what I mean like sure. now I can hear stuff all the time that people can't and like you know you have your little earbuds in but I was like oh right this would be really insane in 1987 totally so basically yeah Tuck gets to explain to Jack what happened which is good I guess um and then Jack's at home and uh somebody comes to drop off his his vacation and they are terrible uh they want to kill him because they think he's inside of him. Do they know that? Or they what know do they that because at the mall, there was just very well-timed photography by some bystander oh, right. that showed like every single step in detail right. of like Jack's face, the syringe going into his butt, uh, his name tag. It was good photography work by yeah. bystander man. I see. I see. Okay. Um, so yeah, Tuck... Um, Jack starts to freak out and then Tuck gets pumped towards Jack's heart. And this is where you're talking about where he like. Yeah. I have a question about this. So like, what is the risk of him? Like, what's the stakes here of him getting sucked into his heart? I think what I was able to discern is that if he goes in there, he would cause him to have a heart attack. And then if he just dies, then uh, DQ is sort of screwed as well. But why would it cause him to have a heart attack if he's inconsequential? Like he's so small. Yeah. They sort of okay. go back and forth with what can happen or what. <laughs> yeah. There are no rules in, in this. So we, we um, learned that, yeah, that basically about the air supply thing. And we learned that like those two doofuses from earlier are like, well, like, uh, I don't know. We have another thing. Maybe we'll just let him die. Oh, and like their idea is like he could just go into his lungs and get air. And it's like, how do you think that that's the truth? Like, well, part of this project at all. If you think that you can just go into his throat and hold out a flask with your little robot arm. I mean, true. um, That's yeah. The inner outer of this is. Yeah. Also, while we're talking about that, I just want to say. So he packed that flask knowing that he's going into a rabbit, an empty flask. Good um, point. Just in case when he was going on an, an like nine hour flight into a rabbit. Okay, but wow. or, or was the flask full and then he mm. and then he drained it already and we didn't see it. Could be. I, I like to assume that <laughs> DQ is thoroughly drunk throughout this whole movie. <laughs> He he tells Jack to do some batshit crazy stuff. Like when the assassin's there, he's just like, "Grab the gun," you know. No, no, don't. Oh my god, grab the gun! Grab the gun. This is right. Yeah, I know. But but when they get drunk, they fall in love and they have like a meet cute with each other, basically, and like decide they're cool with each other um it's kind of funny like that whole scene and then like we go in the next thing i have is we go into a busy newsroom again with the clickety clack tickety taps at the san francisco herald which is fun because of course it's the san francisco chronicle and i was noting that like this is meg ryan's like second time at least to my knowledge like playing a journalist where she you know worked for the baltimore sun in sleepless in seattle which is kind of fun so yeah and this is where I get like all wholly lost about who the cowboy is and why we care and what he's man, doing. Man, man. Also, just never wear your cowboy boots outside of your pants if you're a man. <laughs> oh yeah, like t- 
yeah, tucking your pants inside yep. the boots. Yep, yeah, not, it's a real interesting never choice. Works. I, but I mean, I instantly love his bad guy of just smoking a cigar on the plane, then yeah. putting it out on his hand. He goes and back then, and forth from being maybe Cuban, maybe Russian with his <laughs> oh, accent, yeah. which that is accent. fun. <laughs> As, no, it's everywhere. As someone who notoriously could not hold on to an accent mm-hmm. in improv shows, yeah. I love his sort of wayward um, mm-hmm. journey of that it's accent. Fun. Yeah. And I don't under I I missed this part, but how do Lydia, who's Meg Ryan, and Jack end up at a meal together? Um. So oh, he's driving her car. He's driving his car. Yeah. She kind of catches him with Dennis Quaid's car and like he's really aggressive about it because apparently there's only one car that looks like that. And like, oh, okay. Then he has his jacket on and it's like clear that he's like, she thinks that he's like, you know, stolen his car. And then Jack explains, no, no, he's in trouble. He's been kidnapped. You have to meet me here. We have to talk about it. Yep. Right. Okay. And then she's also like this journalist, which kind of lends credibility to why she just doesn't call the police, I suppose. Mm. Gotcha. Um, but they go to dinner and Jack goes to the bathroom and I think it's so funny. I mean, there's always scenes like that. Like I don't, there's just sure. like, right. Like where a man talks to his penis in the bathroom and another man is like, why are you talking to your penis in the bathroom? <laughs> Although um, I'm not sure I would go the route that this guy chose to go. It's like, play with it. Don't talk to it. Right. Which, Which I will say got a real LOL from one Jack L. <laughs> that was a real favorite part of the movie. Because if I, I walked know. into a bathroom, I would much prefer some guy to be talking to it than playing with it. Yeah, right. It was it was an interesting mm. distinction. Interesting. Um, but then, like, the bad guy comes into the restaurant and takes <laughs> Jack. And Meg Ryan is like, I'm going to tase you. And then tases Jack. Meg Ryan is carrying a taser around yeah. with her, which is bananas. Yeah. And then... Which I guess can only be, be discharged once. I think that is true, right? With yeah, teaser. especially these old school ones. Which is like I... actually like fires electrodes at you, I guess, right? And then, yeah, and then that's when they go to the meat locker, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah, they're like the meat in truck. The, the meat truck. And they are literally, he's literally freezing. He looks like his character. Instantly. If, you've been, if you've ever seen like Santa Claus two yeah. or three, oh my God. When <laughs> yeah, he's just he looks Jack like Frost. that Jack Frost, yeah. He does. Um, yeah, he's instantly frozen. Because, yeah, I'm guessing they're still driving around here. So they haven't like driven to LA. So, yeah, right. You probably wouldn't have the time to get hypothermia. Right. Um, and speaking of LA or like where they are, like they, I do want to note that on the side of the truck, it says serving the Bay Area since the quake. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Now, Margaret gets in and like kind of sexually is aggressive towards a freezing Jack, which is right. weird. Uh, and then the big bad guy gets in the truck. Mr. Scrimshaw. Which I just love that name. Scrimshaw. Is mine supposed to just be like Mr. Scrotum? Like, is it not? There's like the same <laughs> yeah. word. What totally. is a sc- Scrimshaw is like a thing. It's is like it? a word. Yeah. Ricksaw? Ricks- Ricksaw. Rickshaw. Rickshaw. Circle Shaw, Rickshaw, Scrimshaw. <laughs> No, Scrimshaw is scroll work, engravings, and carving done in bone or ivory. There you go. Well, the more you know. One thing I do love about that bad guy is his dog. (laughs) Um, I don't know if we we got to that part yet where the dog is sitting on his desk. 
while he's like working. He's like big white dog, like sits on his desk. Um, but yeah, so, oh, that's right after that part. That's what I wrote. Victor, bad guy has a dog on his desk. And then we get, get the exposition of like space is a flop. Miniaturization is the future. So you get to kind of know that like Silicon Valley, like somehow this is the future, which is so interesting because I... Like there's a lot of is things it that for movies... travel or like, I mean, maybe for Living? health clearly, but like we shrink people and then you live inside of bodies. That's the, yeah. No. It seems like that's the answer to a dying earth. Right. Or but I think, am I, off? I think for weapons, he was specifically talking about, cause he was like, everyone has nukes, but oh, yeah, no right. one would have this. And you can just instantly like murder people. Same with, I mean, this is, or I guess, I don't know what came first, like the Ant-Man comics or this or what, because it's basically Ant-Man. Mm. At, at this point for our heard, overheard and seen section, um, this is when Linda L. said, I think you're right. I never saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the remedy. Later. That's a good point to, to say you've never seen this movie. I, could, I understand that. I At this point, I didn't remember this at all. So I could have said the same thing. Okay, so Jack and Lydia go to a hotel room Wait. because... She, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, first of all, I just want to say this is the second time where uh, DQ just tells Jack to do something insane where he's just like, run outside the... Jump, jump out off. the truck. Oh, my this God. Movie yeah. truck. And then you get this crazy scene with that had really good like stunt work yeah it did you, you definitely could see martin short's face in a bunch of these scenes yeah um yeah but then he eventually gets in the car with meg ryan and they ride away and his body's folded in half <laughs> oh my god i know um okay this is so they're in the hotel because lydia wants to meet with the cowboy right for her news article is that yeah. what's happening <laughs> She just, she heard rumors that the cowboy was coming into town and he's the secret and she always knows which clubs and which hotels he goes to. But it's interesting. This, this was kind of so confusing to me because I was like, at this point, does Meg Ryan know that the cowboy also is linked to Dennis Quaid's disappearance or is that just a coincidence coincidence I yeah think. so like why i mean it, it is weird to know how concerned she actually is about dennis Quaid. right she's like mildly concerned but also right. like i gotta keep working um and she has a suitcase of dennis Quaid's clothing well he why? kept a suitcase in his trunk um so d- depending on like where he would wake up oh, in the morning okay. and then the he little was super go bag yeah. yeah so he was bummed to know that she knew about that so right so he she gives clothes to Jack and this is when he has that like you know sixpence none the richer moment and she's like all of Verklempt seeing him in Jack's oversized, oversized suit, suit. <laughs> super oversized which i couldn't i couldn't get a handle on how much we were supposed to see Martin Short as like a clown. Cause like Dennis Quaid says, sure, put them on. They're not going to fit you. Cause at this point in the movie, there's like this tension between Martin Short and Dennis Quaid in a way, because Martin right. Short is starting, starting to fall in love with Meg Ryan. Right. And Dennis Quaid is like realizing his undying love for Meg Ryan. So then, but then like they go to Inferno, which is, uh, there is no place I'd rather be less than this club, <laughs> uh, or at least the outside of it. Yeah. And, um, and then like everybody, like, uh, is it Wendy? Like the, is yeah. that her name? Yeah, the person she's there. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, whoa, Jack, I didn't know you were so rad or whatever. It's like, <laughs> what? Like he's, do you see what he's wearing? Cause like, I see what he's wearing. I just didn't understand 
how the audience was supposed to view Jack at this point. Yeah. I, and Martin Short, like, although he's very, he, this is, he's very cute for Martin Short in yeah. this movie. I agree. But just, uh, you know, he's not like a sex symbol. No. But I was, no. here's the thing. I don't know if either of you read this for like the trivia or the fun facts, but like, um, up for casting of Jack was Robin Williams and Mel Gibson, what? which was like no way. Like I could view, I could totally see Mel Gibson as Tuck Pendleton or Robin Williams as Jack. I could, I see- could see Robin Williams as Jack, yeah. but I was just like, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. There's just no way. So fascinating. Yeah, I, I did read that, but I was, I was trying to think if Mel Gibson had done anything zany back in the day. I also don't know if there's a connection somehow between um oh fuck what is the guy the director who does the mad max movies just because it has the one villain from those um he's just so conventionally leading man attractive that i didn't under because the whole movie is like um based on there's these two guys that are you know each other's opposites and one is inside the other i don't get it <laughs> just thinking of the, the rest way- of development like the man inside you oh yes. uh, the, the uh, tobias Fuquet's also book. i was just yes. gonna say katie what you like that sentence you just said sounded like a, a either like a romantic gay love story sure. or yes. a porn um yeah it, it sounded or both great. yeah or both. Totally. both yeah totally yeah Okay, so you guys got to help me out here too because sure. well, first, first Meg Ryan has this like cowboy dance, which is so awkward and uncomfortable, and I hated every second of it. But <laughs> then, what is happening? Like, I looked down for a second to write down something, and I looked up, and the cowboy had straight hair. <laughs> and he was supposed to be Jack, but then the cowboy was still in the bathtub, and I'm st- I just don't understand any of what happened. Well. You don't go understand ahead. science. So, yeah. No, go go ahead, Katie. Yeah. Katie well, you tell me what happened. Yeah. Uh, my father had a similar experience, uh, Bridget, because he fell asleep for about a minute and then was super <laughs> lost. Because in in the the things that Dennis Quaid has brought with him in the spaceship is the technology to scan a face, which he scans the cowboy's face, and then he asks Jack to look in the mirror, and then he like projects something that then changes his face. So he it, morphs Jack's face into the cowboy's face, which is why he still has Martin Short's hair, but the cowboy face. Did I get that right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. That, that is correct. Wow. And I just want, yeah. So Meg Ryan like said she's like taking him back to the hotel or something like that, but she's actually next door. Jack bursts in. Cowboy is fine. He is he is just a happy-go-lucky guy. He's like Jack. Yeah. Um. Totally. And then yeah, they they tie him up, and or I guess Jack punches him using his like courage or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, then he's in the the bathroom. Yeah. But were you um, reading this trivia that like um, Robert Picardo had to like go behind the camera and change and then be in the bathtub. And then there was a makeup artist and it was just like, this isn't live theater. Why wow. did you do that? Like, well, why did he even do it? At the time I, I didn't, cause they wanted to make it a single cut and I didn't even realize it was a single cut. No, um, no, because the angles don't even let, let you pr- appreciate that. I mean, it's awesome that he did that. And then he does like his voice and it's just kind of crazy. Right, I mean, yeah. he seems like a super talented guy. But no, yeah, like it was all to get it in one cut. And I just, 
at no time. I guess that is a, I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of effort to do a flashy thing yeah. that you don't notice. Totally. Wow. Yeah. So the, the next thing I have is that they're at the bad guy's house and now the dog is eating eggs. Um, and crazy shifty cowboy goes back to Jack. Oh my gosh. That scene where his face well, was stretching. This is Jack <laughs> as so the long. cowboy. Right. Jack is the cowboy. Right. And he, he has to sort of like make, Jack. right. But he has to like make up how long he know he's known Mr. Scrimshaw and all this kind of stuff. And then it's like unclear as to what Scrimshaw thinks is happening. Cause then he like tests him. And it's like, what does he think is going on? He thinks this isn't the cowboy or that the cowboy's twisted or I don't know. I, but I also think it could just be that because we saw in the scene at my airplane that um, the cowboy puts the cigar out on his hand, that he does mm-hmm. actually have a crazy tolerance for pain. So you think and he I, just wants to. I expose- just think he wanted like a little breakfast party trick. Maybe, but I think I think we get hints of his suspicion sure, because something sure, sure, happens sure. and he's like, hmm. either way, it- this whole part of the movie, I'm just like, what is happening? Why? <laughs> It seems so like convoluted, right? Well, so it's much. convoluted, but they've set it all up because they mentioned earlier that Jack uh, hates pain and wants the one rule he had for right. uh, okay. DQ is no pain. So it's like very convoluted, but for some reason they planted the seeds for yeah. all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, totally. So they end up in this like kind of like little battle thing and the dog almost ate the microchip thing yeah right. but they got it they got it and then lydia and jack get locked up in like mansion prison <laughs> yeah it, it, it looked like the basement from the goonies in yeah. this yeah. high high-tech lab totally house which... yeah, i was thinking it kind of looked like the dungeon from chitty chitty bang bang if anybody's familiar <laughs> <laughs> like the children catcher dungeon <laughs> But yeah. yeah, and then like they, then Martin Short. Th- so then is when Meg Ryan is hip to the fact that Dennis Quaid is inside Martin Short's body, which she's kind of coming to the conclusion that sci-fi is real, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then she's like, "Oh my god, it is you!" And then Martin Short has a conversation out loud with Dennis Quaid, saying, "You go away because I want to make out with Lydia." Right. And Meg Ryan hears this and then makes out with him. And it's she, so weird to me. She's just down for it, you know? Is yeah. that it's like it? A like drunk DQ or uh, just. <laughs> it's it's so the hormones. Strange. It's so yeah. weird. And then and that, at that is exact when. exact moment, though, right? He's on the tip of his, his tongue. tongue. I don't know. And so he yeah. goes into Lydia. And he, he realizes he's in Lydia because he sees a fully formed fetus that waves at him, essentially. Which I just want to say, just connect to our old Game of Thrones podcast. This is some more Vare's bullshit yeah. where he's going from yeah. sort of the yes. mouth to the uterus. Yeah. Like in seconds. That, you know. Like inside the uterus. Too. Right. Like how do you even get yeah, like you'd have to. There's so much traveling. Like how would you even get out of the digestive he's, tract? He's cutting a lot of holes. In, he's I cutting. He's so. just buzzsawing his way through and it's everything. Like, you know, there's muscles that contract and move. I mean, I know he's really small, but still like and how can he it even would control hurt. any of that? Like there, like there's so much movement and like muscle and 
things happening in your body anyway. But it's also quite an assumption that this is his baby. Like they haven't seen each other in three months. They didn't seem to be, who knows if they were exclusive or not. Like who knows if she slept with other people, which I hope she has. Like, I don't know. It was a strange assumption. Yeah. Also like, I don't, I mean, y'all can tell me, but like, if you just give like a casual kiss to your loved one, um, I don't know how much saliva you're sending along. I send but is a it, lot. Is like it I, gallons I like a, and buckets? So disgusting. I get a, a glass, glass of water before every kiss and just make sure that just whole mouth bowl just goes straight. Because that's what's happening here. Oh, man. Oh, it's so gross. Although, you know, again, as someone who loves miniatures, I do love like a, a just a tongue just a mouth of a tongue with a dangly what's that thing called back there the, oh um, the uvula u- uvula there's the epiglottis but there's the uvula uvulas like yeah, the dingleberry i think yeah. <laughs> that's something different <laughs> the, yeah. dingle, the dingle hopper and you know he's just hanging out in a mouth I'm like again i know it's microscopic but wouldn't you feel that like or wouldn't you no okay um so anyways he he loses all communication once he gets over into to Meg's body and then of course they decide that they're just going to expand the thing or let let what? DQ they die anyways they're gonna basically kill Jack and DQ oh yeah I or guess Tuck. I gotta start using his name with a Tuck. name like Tuck I gotta yeah, you know Tuck, Pendleton. Jack and Tuck, Tuck and Jack wait who decides they're gonna do that the cold as ice lady oh yeah the, the bad guys yeah okay right um and oh i just wrote then meg ryan puts a gun oh in God. her blazer pocket and i'm like i would not be okay just walking around she's not to use a gun you guys you know what i mean yeah there's so well she had a she had a she didn't have a taser a gun. she did have a she taser, a taser. right she's carried around that with her i suppose so they get in the car and um this there's the tiny bad guys are in the back seat well yeah we have to talk about that first you know (laughs) that they they shrunk down the bad guys and the 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 evil woman is wearing sort of a princess leia outfit (laughs) and they shrink them down to 50 percent size of the movie oh my god (laughs) and then they have like an extended car chase drive scene with these tiny doll did you guys ever watch the um soap opera passions yes that had timmy that like doll that came you know what i'm talking about i'm all about passions yep you mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> Bridget's given as a little doll finger. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, it's those amazing. tiny hands were oh killing me. Yeah. I, like, I was oh like, oh my God. Because they were small, but they weren't small enough. I, there was something it, about the they size were of them. They were impossibly small. They were wooden. <laughs> they were little back scratchers just yes. being pelted around their faces. It was so oh off-putting because they were just big enough to be threatening, but just small enough to be like, well, that's not right. <laughs> They're and... little chunky hands as well. Oh, yeah. my God. I know. But Timmy and... was like the doll that came to life, right? In oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Former he he recommender... drank more Timmy's because yes. he was he drank as well. Um, Former recommender oh, love... of the pod, Katie M, was a huge Passions fan. So I watched it via her. And I just like... I could not believe the amount of time Inner Space spent with those two 
I, I just, I wrote, holy shit, this whole scene. I just couldn't get enough of it. I was like kind of in a stupor. And then I emerged, like I was born again to watch this tiny person. And then they like Muppet men on each other at like Fisherman's (laughs) Wharf to make that payphone call. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, what is this movie? First, when they were still in the car, just the more fun facts. This was done practically. They had built like a twice as big car seat and then placed it like 20 feet behind them. So they're using like forced perspective for that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, little Muppet hands. Um, <laughs> little kid hands or like, yeah. like, it's like somebody's it's so like three year old daughter. They were like, slap this man's face. It's oh, it's so, so crazy. But yeah. And, then we and- have the phone booth. Yeah. Or go ahead, Bridget. I was going to say, but meanwhile, inside of Jack, little little bad guy is mm-hmm. inside there, little bad guy with the robot arm, and he's in his own tank. And little evil suit thing. Little yeah. evil suit, and he's trying to drill holes into Tuck's space inner spaceship. Yeah, because he's kind of in an Iron Man suit. Like he's not even in a ship. Like well, he's first just right. he was in a ship. And then he well, blew it up, it, and then he was in an Iron Man. It suit. was no, no, no. He was in like a sort of original first movie Iron Man suit, very bulky, but very like it had oh, okay, it had arms and stuff. Yeah, it was kind of like an underwater, like a scuba, di- like a Jacques, no, like a Jacques okay. Cousteau. Yeah, scuba I get tank. what you're saying, Bridget. It wasn't like his arms weren't where the little pincers yeah. were, right. and his like. Legs mm. were just in this pod. Because then he got knocked out of that thing. And right. then he, he was like he still alive. Right. He ejected. And I do remember this part of the movie as a kid. Yeah. Like that villain, like that scan up to his face really scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Just like, and don't Phillip's, go in Bel- yeah. Philip's favorite part with the uh, stomach acid. Don't go in stomach, or just most memorable part. So yeah. I, I mean, I have a question about this. Like, you know, I, I again with the stakes of going into the heart or the stakes of going to the stomach acid like seems like the same to me so somehow Dennis Quaid's ship is fine but like why does the bad guy just melt well because he ejected and it's just he's wearing like a wetsuit yeah oh he just fully ejected out yeah. of that yeah. yeah well that was foolish <laughs> well it was malfunctioning he didn't have a choice Ooh, okay. and he I think he's from skating through life with his little gun finger he's got gotten a feeling of invincibility and so no kidding yeah because to inject yourself out of that suit in someone's body and think that you'll last more than a minute (laughs) is insane (laughs) and um so then jack ends up back at the lab and they're like oh well you know tuck can't get out because his car ran out of gas or whatever and he's like i'm gonna sneeze tuck out and this well, it's a, it's in line for my dumber, but what like this high tech lab, right? And they don't prep for this sneeze; they just let him sneeze into the air. Yeah. What are, what, how are they going to catch? Yeah, they well, lucked right, out and get in on that glasses. Yeah, and then like I mean, in line for my dumber is like take the glasses. You don't need to like go with tweezers. You know, like you could, he could have dropped him so easily. Just take the glasses off of his face yeah. and then take him wherever you're going. You basically have a Petri dish. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to know like what the plan was with the rabbit. I guess they just would have gone in and got him in a more orderly fashion. But like, right, the sneeze 
it was i guess it was i mean they are like up against the clock i guess i guess he's running out. Still, like nobody's like grab a petri dish right like, sneeze into this paper like they're just like yeah sneeze <laughs> into the air we're we all know- just standing here and like my mouth's open so he can come in my mouth yeah like, totally because we totally. know they had a lot of loose leaf paper around. that's right and we saw it fly again during the re enlargement practice they don't learn they don't learn they don't learn at all Ugh. So yeah, we we get Tuck out, and he's made it just in time, um, and everyone's happy. Cut to, I'm gonna say like three months later, and they're getting <laughs> yeah, married. Oh my god, not super pregnant. Yeah, so maybe it's like yeah. I bet it's like two days later. They yeah, yeah. The, the next weekend they get married. All good movies end with a wedding, and you know who you invite to that wedding. Everyone, the man you've been inside. The miniature the, people. The man you've been inside, his boss, his doctor, <gasps> the woman he got a crush on. What? <laughs> Why are all those that? people there at this wedding? That's so your, funny. Your old Air Force buddy who is going to let you die. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Why are all these people at this wedding? Why did Jack's doctor and Wendy exchange a sexual look like they're going to go get it on because they do? Because they 100% do. Yeah. They do make Why are the miniature people in a suitcase? It's amazing to me the commitment that the miniature people have towards this mission. It's like, oh my I think God. you guys have some other stuff going on. Well, like, I can't believe they're still committed. They need it to get back larger. They can't oh, get large without it. I see. Okay. But I mean, they're going to go on their honeymoon. Like they're just, they're, I mean, this is like a whole other thing that's going on. Then they go, uh, then they're in cocktail. For some reason, Tuck is stealing the microchips for their honeymoon. Yeah. I don't get that at all. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he had them as his cufflinks. Which oh, right. They must be the oh. most durable little microchips in the world. Because we all know he's going to party his ass off and just like fall right. over. Right. And then and- Martin Short quits. He doesn't date Wendy, which he probably should. Like, I didn't understand that. Like, well, my mother she's going after the doctor. Yeah. Well, only after he rejects her. But Linda L's comment was like, I was sure that Meg Ryan was going to end up with Martin Short. Like, this is so weird. Like, I thought so too. That would have been weird. They knew each other for yeah. two hours. I mean, who knows who the more compatible person is? But like, it was strange that like he quits, he rejects Wendy, he doesn't need therapy anymore, and he's—I guess he's just going on a fun road trip to save. He's gonna go save that. Yeah, he's gonna go save him. But it's such a strange. I mean, I know we've joked about a lot, but do we think that Joe Dante? Do we think that they really, truly were trying to set themselves up for a sequel? Because it's a weird ending. No, I sort of don't. Well. This was supposed to do a lot, lot better than it did. It flopped, but I mean, it was a summer release. Um, Mm -hmm. It was produced by Spielberg and Mm -hmm. it had been, I mean, yeah, it was supposed to do really well. So I imagine they were definitely keeping it open for it. Um, My feeling is that Joe Dante doesn't want to do sequel. Like he'll do them if it's the thing, but he's not like trying to set it up for it. Mm. Okay. It was a really weird ending. I just like, yeah. I'm like, nothing is happy about this at all. It's no. all left of like a bad feeling in my tummy. And not, Although, it wasn't just the centrifuge of it all. That was huh. upsetting, though. 
Although when like it looked like the little guys were going to get it, I was like, wait, no, this movie has to be over. Yeah. <laughs> like I, oh, I, I, I know. Thought, I thought this was going to tack on another like 30 or 45 oh, minutes. Oh, I know. Like, Easily. Oh, my goodness. Easily. Yes. I was like, this is one of those movies that I had looked at the, I paused a bunch and was like, oh my God, there's an hour left. Yeah, I felt like that too. Yeah. Yeah, we paused at 40 minutes. I was like, ooh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's the movie. Um, yeah. I, I asked a bunch of questions throughout any other questions from question corner this time. I think so. I've, I've got one from my mm-hmm. couch mate. Uh, I'll, we will, I'll preface it with the German title for this yes. one, oh. which is the Reise in Ich, which is the travels within me. Ooh. Yeah. You know, At, the German titles are just so much deeper because it's yeah. like, yeah. who's having the travels and what are they learning? You know what totally. I mean? And I'm, I'm sure I got like the in some of the grammar wrong on that, but that's, yeah, what it should be. Yeah. Um, and then Norda's question was, why in the ever living hell did you have uh, me, and this is her, watch Clifford before any other Martin Short movie? Because mm. now she can't, she can't stand Martin Short. And oh, she's like, she, did, she didn't mind him in this and she was enjoying it. She ended up falling asleep halfway through, but she just sees the annoying man child Clifford and everything. What was the and, scene? Yeah. Because I, I kind of had a note at one point that was like, Martin Short is Clifford. And it was a dance scene that he's just obligated to do that. But yeah. who's the character, Ed, some whatever? Yeah. Grimly or? Grimly. Yeah. 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 That's just the dorky, like spiked hair kind of alfalfa looking guy. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. Interesting. He, I mean, but he can do toned down stuff. And he had like both levels in this movie. And I thought he did. Yeah, great. I thought it was and great, like, especially the toned down stuff. Yeah, yeah, like a little more of a romantic interest. But yeah, I think to Nora L's point, it's like I think that is who Martin Short is. He's just kind of always that like weird dancing it's guy, the physical it's comedy vaudeville. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's to a whole different era of comedy. I think. Yeah. Have you guys seen him in? Is it the Morning Show on Apple TV? Mm-mm. No, he's I've really only seen good. Like an episode. Yeah. It's good. He it's an interesting, it's like a good choice for him too. Cause he anyway, I recommend it. Yeah. I did see him in the background of this sort of grainy YouTube video where Prince was playing at a Saturday Night Live party. Has mm. anybody seen this? And uh-uh. Maya Rudolph is like singing and dancing on the stage. And like Martin Short and, and like I don't know who else are like in the background. And like Jimmy Fallon is like clearly very drunk. Anyway, I oh, fell wow. down a rabbit hole watching this like. It was clearly like somebody's cell phone footage from some Ooh. sort of SNL. Now I want to watch it. Yeah. What was Martin I mean, Short doing? Just like being in SNL. He was just in the background. You were kind of okay. like, oh, look, there's Martin Short. Or like, That's oh, funny. look, there's this person. Like all these celebrities kind of hanging out together. I do adore him in Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, are we ready for Hummers, Bombers, and Dummers? Yeah. We are. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dummers. Where do you want to start? Um, yeah, I can go first. Um, and this sort of goes back to like, how did Tuck find the baby? How did the bad guy find Tuck when he threw him in there? Yeah. Like the body is ginormous. Uh, even if they were like both in the mouth, he would still have a hard time finding 
Yeah. Yeah. So that just like, they, they sort of like go back and forth with all of this of like what a little microscope, microscopic thing going to the heart will do or, but like cutting a hole and just a lot of that, I, I found it dumb. They need to figure that out. Mm. Yeah. I think um, mine, well, and actually it reminds me a little bit of Game of Thrones and Arya Stark's uh, disappointing plot line where it is, it's interesting to me that they are so focused on miniaturization. Oh my God, did I say that right? <laughs> I, miniaturization. I, I said like minotaur. Um, <laughs> miniaturization. That's what I said. Making people minotaurs. That, yeah. that would be interesting. <laughs> That'd be a real curse. That would be a horror movie. Um, miniaturization oh, movie. as the future, but like they kind of gloss over the fact that they have face swap technology. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty big deal. And in fact, if you're talking about nuclear war and stuff, if like if you are in truth using this for weapons, like face swap could be a pretty powerful weapon in controlling like geopolitics. So I was just like, wait, what? Like, why are they even trying to perfect this miniaturization if they have face swap? So mission, impo- mission impossible tech, basically. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so that was, and, and the other thing, it kind of blew my mind because I was a part of this movie. I just totally didn't remember. I kind of couldn't believe it. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, um, I, I'm torn. I think I'm just going to, I'm torn like an artery inside of a, a grown man. <laughs> but I think I'm basically, I just think the cowboy is my dumber. I just, not the, <laughs> not the actor, not, not even the, I like the cigar stuff and the, you know, I think that's funny too, but I just, it's such a far fetched, like I, this movie is trying to be so many things that it like, it's a romantic, it's supposed to be like a rom-com and like poor Meg Ryan, who's just like caught in the middle of all of this. Like, you know, is it a love story about them? Is it a sci-fi movie? Is it like a wild west? Is it a clown show? And I think maybe just the, the cowboy of it all, I think is, is pretty dumb. Fun fact. This is where um, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid met and then were in a marriage for over 10 years, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I hope he was nicer to her than he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, what uh, bummers do you guys have? Well, I kind of have that bummer. So I'm going to jump in with my bummer where um, my bummers are right next to each other in my notes, which is a little bit of like uh, 80s alcoholism not being addressed at all as a problem. Like they don't really address like there's a point where Martin Schurz like you don't deserve her and it's like yeah yeah you do not like yeah, this is a, a huge huge issue yeah he's kind of slightly abusive but more he's just like a mess and terrible and yeah, yeah. an ass um but then like I think my bummer uh as well is in conjunction with that where like it is obligatory for every actress from I think the 1950s to 1999 to at some point say to a man we better get some ice on that, yeah. which is just, <laughs> he's punched a hole through a window. He's fought with his brother-in-law. Right. He got a fight at the bar. He did something right. fucking stupid. And then it's the woman's job to get some ice on that. Yeah. And that to me is just like such a metaphor for like men needs to get their stuff together. The dummies. Dummies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can, if I could just piggyback on Katie's bummer, cause that's basically mine and I'll extend it to specifically like the kissing that happened when he came out of the, the space capsule and she's there and they just, it was weird and awkward. And he kind of like 
missed her face a little bit and it was like they were out of practice and I was like, do you really like each other? Like she fell in love with like Martin Short in a, in a dress up clothes. So, <laughs> you know, maybe there's something missing here, Meg Ryan. Like you're a catch. I mean, the three women in this, the lady evil scientist, Wendy, and then Meg Ryan are all just sort of hungry <laughs> for love. Yes. Um, I don't know if that was D- Joe Dante just directing them that way. Well, what about uh, the yeah. lady at the grocery store? She seemed... You know, that's what I mean. Wendy, no, she means the redheaded lady. Oh, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, my bummer will be short and sweet. It was uh, little Muppet hands attacking people's faces. <laughs> that's your <laughs> bummer. Just, yeah, it creeped me out. It oh bummed my me God. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, moving right into Hummers. Mine is uh, little creepy hands attacking people's faces. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I love everything about it. I love how tiny they are, how it changes their voices to be like chipmunks, that those little hands are just slapping people. <laughs> Although mine specifically for the uh, hands, all the rest of it I thought was funny. Okay. I'm going to add the hands into my Hummer. I enjoyed okay. the tiny yeah. hands because I was picturing like, a three-year-old being directed to like now hit him in the face now you know like and here's a cheerio um oh it was so good that's my hummer i i didn't do this just because you said that but <laughs> my hummer is the cowboy um <laughs> i i just you know loved every i think it's i just like robert picardo yeah and he's just he's awesome He's a joy to watch. I love sort of the absurdity of this character. And I almost want to see what is the Nicolas Cage movie, Lord of War, where he's mm. this arms dealer. I want to see that movie, but with Robert Picardo, mm. just zany character in it. Um, I don't know. I want the spinoff of this to be his character doing that. So I, it just, I was thoroughly entertained. I didn't care that it didn't really fit in the movie. I just, I was there for it. Yeah. I kind of agree with, yeah, maybe that's the part I would have edited out, but I could have watched a, a whole short of him. Um, my, I feel like I need to shout out that like, I, I don't know if you guys read that this movie was <laughs> when I left this morning from uh, my parents' house, my father was like, have fun reviewing it. Like, uh, did it win any Oscars? And I was like, it did. Yeah. It won best um, visual effects. And oh. I did, I did really enjoy like the fact I was watching it. It's like, none of this is CGI. I don't think like this is all set design, yeah, it was crazy. which is so cool to think about like, oh my gosh. And it was based on like, um, Wait, Fantastic the, the platelets and stuff were set design made out of jello. What? Well, kind of like look who's talking, right? Like the like the puppetry and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's pretty rad. And I, in in fact, I kind of wish we would have spent more time in the body and like yeah. going to different places. Oh, I remembered it because I didn't remember the whole cowboy plot. Um, and I remembered it more on the in the body. And I always, I really enjoyed those scenes. That's why. Um, it, that's why it bums me out because I just want more inside the yeah. body. Yeah. But I do need to like say like for my, I guess I'm doing a double hummer and I apologize, but like the line that I laughed out loud with, and I don't know why it tickled me so much, but it was when they were in that like meat truck, like the freezer truck yeah. and Martin Short swings out and the bad guy yells, come back in here, you Safeway clerk. 
And it's such this specific. I know. Did Safeway get any kickback from this movie? Or like, I don't know. I don't know how prolific it was at the time. I mean, it it did start in San Francisco, at least the Bay Area, and I I don't know, but man, is it featured? And I just thought that yelling that at somebody is so funny. So specific. I feel like if that movie was made today, it would not be a very. It would be a generic. Oh, it would have to be right. It would have to be like the the San Francisco Herald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um let's talk about all right wait did we get everybody talk about our yeah outfits? yeah yeah our outfits um bridget yes i first of all i mean i'm impressed with you must have gone into one of those salons that only do sort of what are they called blowout salons am yeah, i getting the, a, like a dry okay. bar a dry bar you definitely went to a dry bar so you definitely have um I believe it's Dr. Margaret Kanker hair, where it's just oh, very God. much, yes. it's very like Anne Margaret, very like, yes, um, buff, blown out, I guess. Yeah, I uh, it looks that. great. And then you're, but you're, you're equally, you know, sharing the, the evil characters side. So you have a, uh, a Scrimshaw patented uh, fur, full length jacket on yes. um, for those, those cold San Diego nights. <laughs> And uh, thank you. It's... This is faux fur. I just want everybody to know. Oh, cool. Cool. cool, I, cool. You know, fur is murder. Um, Katie, I can mm-hmm. talk about your outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I really like that you like dedicated to looking like one of those nerds from the movie That's who right. is, you know, they're all actors too, but um, you really like leaned in heavy. And I love that you have. Um, not only like the glasses and like a pocket protector and like the little like tape between your glasses, but you have what looks to appear to be like, is it a thousand white bunnies just like filling your whole screen? I mean, it's gorgeous. It's like it's a thousand, a thousand. <laughs> what are you going to do with all those bunnies? Seems too, like too many. Katie. Yeah, it was, I went, you went overboard, it. Katie. Yeah. yeah. More but the effect is, more. is good. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for noticing yeah. all of that. Um, yeah. Phil, I want to say that I noticed that you are somehow trying to pull off the tuck your jeans into your cowboy <laughs> boots look, and you're not doing it. <laughs> no, no one, one can. can. No if the one cowboy can. can't do it, then yeah. no one can. Totally. So I appreciate you trying, but again proving your own point it seems yeah. and then i really like your t-shirt which is some it's it's depicting what i think is like what i really like uh, one of my favorite like snapshot scenes of the movie is like you have um it's a t-shirt it's like a ring tee and it just has um that clown's face <laughs> as his balloon gets busted which is just the saddest clown it is yeah <laughs> so sad just and he already you already have that tear there so it actually you just lean into the sad but yeah mm-hmm. oh good outfits guys yeah. yeah all right is it for real I guess, I guess I go first um, because I picked it and I, oh man, um, I didn't really think that much about what I was going to say. And I'm so interested as to what you guys say. And I don't know if we're going to agree, but in the beginning of this movie, I was like, man, what a fun time. I'm having such a fun time. This movie's like super for real watching with my parents. Um, I love it. But then I think I just realized that I just love my parents. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's <laughs> I like, good. I like watching movies with my parents and it doesn't have to be this movie. So while I had a lot of fun watching it and, and remembering what I remembered and there were certainly like um, fun moments and it's, it's like kind of, it's a fun ride. It's like a yeah. fun movie to watch. There is just so much about it that could be edited. The ending doesn't make any sense. Um, and while I like the cowboy, the whole part doesn't make a ton of sense. And like um, Meg Ryan wasn't really given much to do that. I, I just, I think I have to give it a not, I think I would put in the quadrant of like, I actually liked it. I liked watching it, but I got to give it a not for real rating. Mm. funny enough I also hadn't really thought about what I was gonna say I, but Katie like you you actually literally took some of the words from my <laughs> mouth about how when, when I first started watching this movie I was like I can't believe I've never seen this right. like I'm really enjoying it like I was into the whole miniaturization thing and like when he first got in the body and that's really exciting and then it was like it was like a bad trip. It was like a spiral. And it was like, they were like, I was just picturing like some sort of like writer's room and they were like, yeah. And a cowboy. Yeah. And this, and there was just like too many ideas. And then like at the wedding, like, it's like a Shakespeare comedy where like yeah. at the end, they're like, we'll just have a wedding and that will solve all the problems. Right. Um, so I don't know that I would like recommend this whole movie to somebody, but I would be like, watch a few clips. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like the body parts are interesting, but I'm going to also give it a not for real rating. Um, so I love yawned. He yawned so Bridget's entire entire time that I talked. Uh, I did. It wasn't you. I I'm on that. uh, That's fine. I'm on that vaccine. It's, it's kicking in. Oh, Um, Congrats. Yeah, oh, fully, fully vaxxed now. Okay, congratulations. Uh, well, in two weeks. Um, okay, so on to this. And I'm going to, I think, mirror some of the things you yeah. guys said. But it really sort of got into my head of like, so what does it mean for it to be real? Mm-hmm. Um, and question. so it's like, and I won't even get to what my rating is going to be for this one, but it's just like, would I recommend someone to watch this one or time bandits and it would be mm. i'd recommend someone to watch time bandits because it's a weird as fuck movie yeah. and i think it it you can have more of a conversation at a party about mm-hmm. time bandits than you can about this movie mm-hmm. um i thought this one was pleasant too long i got bored you know towards the end um and did i enjoy watching it at the end, I don't know. Um, like it was, I definitely remembered some cool stuff. I think most of it like holds up. Like there's not any, there's not too much yeah. cringy about it other than like yeah. some very like stereotypical like women's roles in it or just motivations for Meg Ryan's characters. But yeah, it's like, what does it mean for me to recommend these? Like, why should people go- be going back into the vaults to watch these movies? And I do think the bad ones are actually like better for people to go because it just it gives them so much to talk about and to be like wow this is like even i would say like watch 16 candles over and i hate 16 candles (laughs) but it's like it's such a crazy thing of a time capsule to be like they put this in theaters and expected and it was a hit yeah and that blows my mind whereas i mean this one was not a hit um i mean so it's i need to think long and hard about 
and I've gone on forever on this. Um, <laughs> Wait, about are you like, think longer about whether this <laughs> like right no, no, no. Now, in, in, in the future, <laughs> I'm going to give this one a barely makes it for real. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, but it's, I need in the next few weeks, I'm going to go mm. to like a lodge out in the woods and really sort of think about, <laughs> I'll come back pond. to, to, to uh, do the pod, oh but, my like, God. Please, but like what up. it really means to be a movie, to be for real. And I may be changing the way mm. I, I make voting, okay, but no take backsies, yeah. no take. <sighs> <laughs> he can't commit to it. We have you to redo. Can't, you can't have take to record all of the podcasts. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Well then I'm going to, Okay. No, you can't this... even go. You can't go back and be like, well, actually, I would say this based on my new ratings because no, no, I'll never go back. Are never go world. back. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, I'm, I may shift in the future. So this one is gonna stay as like a five point one. You know, mm. barely makes it for real. Okay. And then in, in the near future, I may be changing how I'm how, how I do these films. This is this is the joy of our podcast. By the way, this is our 49th podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, next bum. podcast, we're gonna have a special 50th podcast episode for our golden what is it golden anniversary golden oldies yeah golden oldies um we're not going to tell you too much about it because we don't know but um <laughs> we know yeah. it's just super secret we know. It's just secret. we've yeah sworn each but other to i'm secrecy. down for this philip i'm excited on the journey you're on and i think we can continue to evolve and just keep people on their toes and slightly confused about yeah. why we rate things the way that we do. <laughs> Absolutely. <All right. laughs> it's like Are, we Are we ready for my song? Yes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me. is for real sam cook yeah oh, totally 100 god i love mm. sam cook music totally he the was and i think he still is if like you could see any deceased artist live i think i would pick sam cook oh my goodness i think it would be amazing yeah yeah that's just a good a, pick. like the storytelling and the music yeah. and the everything yeah i really dig it the sound of it mm. mm-hmm. totally Thank you, sam cook and Agreed. you know what? Be nice to Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. <laughs> well, too too late now. Yeah, I think a little actually. bit. But I'm just thinking Yikes. about him playing that song for her and her baby and being like, I hope it I hope it worked out. I hope he got his shit together. Yeah, me too. Fingers crossed. Well, thanks to the whole L family. Yeah. Oh, yes. Our pleasure. <laughs> it was very fun. I I would hope to have your parents rating or introing other movies of ours soon because that was <laughs> yeah. delightful hopefully so yeah, and also because they had never seen it that was my favorite part <laughs> <laughs> i love that my father totally negated my mother's yeah. review. <laughs> I thought it was great. well what i have to say is everything you said was a lie <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, all right till next time see ya Toodaloo.